Welcome to On The Rise, a podcast about female college tennis players on the way up. On The Rise serves compelling stories and unique voices in women's college tennis. This is your host, Perry Shining. In this episode of On The Rise, I will be speaking with Harvard junior Mihaela Marcolescu, who competed in all four junior Grand Slams and was the top-ranked Romanian junior before joining the Crimson. Led by head coach Tracy Green and assistant coach Omar El Kashen, Mihaela led the team with 15 singles wins in her first collegiate season. Welcome to another episode of On The Rise podcast. This is your host, Perry, and I'm joined today by Mihaela Marcolescu from Harvard. Mihaela, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So for those of us who don't know, where are you currently? I am currently at home in Bucharest, Romania. Very cool. And coming to Harvard and really everything up until this point, what has that been like for you? So I would say it's been quite a journey. My childhood was a very nice one, I must say. I was a very happy kid, a very active kid, and I did a lot of sports in the beginning. And I'd say the tipping point was when I was around six, seven years old, because I was uh, swimming a lot and I really liked the sport at that time, but the pool closed down. So I didn't want to stay in the house for too long. My parents also wanted me to keep doing sports. And that's when I picked up tennis. And I have to say, when I started playing with the tennis racket and the little fuzzy yellow balls, I just could never go back to anything else that I was doing before. And with Harvard, when I was little, my parents, besides sports, they were also very much into academics. They wanted me to have a very good academic background and just not always dedicate myself to a sport so much that I forget to learn in school. They wanted me to be balanced in both ways, in both sports and academics. And... That's uh, kind of what brought me to Harvard because I felt like another tipping point in my life was when uh, I was 18 and that was the end of my junior tennis career. So I had to choose whether I wanted to go pro and completely focus on playing tennis or keep doing both of the things that I've been doing until then and that I really enjoyed doing together, sports and academics. So... I thought that Harvard was the perfect fit for me because I could do these things and also at a very high level. Well, such an interesting journey. And could you talk a little bit about when you first met Coach Green and really just that process? Yeah, so I was actually playing a lot of tournaments internationally. And um, I first met Coach Green when I was playing at the Junior US Open and. uh 2017. And I remember I was so fascinated to be in that place where it's one of the greatest places you can be as a tennis player. And it's every tennis player's dream to play at a Grand Slam. And my other dream was also just being at a top school. So when I saw Harvard on her t-shirt, I was like, wow, I have to introduce myself and I really want to meet this person and uh, see what she has to tell me. And so you were playing at the Junior U.S. Open. Could you just tell me for a second about that experience? It was one of the greatest experiences in my life. I think 2017 was 
the best year for me, definitely uh, from a tennis point of view, because I was fortunate enough to qualify for uh, the main draw on all the Grand Slams. And the US Open was actually my best performance. So it felt amazing. That's incredible. And could you take me through the process of really deciding to stay in school and go the college route because you were playing at such a high level in juniors? I was doing well with tennis, but I felt like I needed to have a solid background with academics too. Because what if I don't make it in tennis? I wanted to have a backup plan that would be academics. And I also felt like I wasn't ready to give up school yet. I really liked what I was doing and I really liked studying and learning new things and just developing myself in that way. So I just chose to keep playing tennis at a high level and also keep pursuing academics at a high level so that after college I can make my actual decision whether I want to go pro or I want to, I don't know, go into the real world, see what adulting is like. Well, what an experience to come into Harvard. And was that your first time really living in the United States? Yes, it was my first time really living in the United States. Prior to that, I only played tennis tournaments for a couple of weeks in uh, either Florida or New York. But that's when I was actually living far away from my family in a completely new environment. And I also, it wasn't just tennis. I also had to study. So it was completely different from what I was used to in Romania, from school in Romania, where the language that was spoken in school was obviously Romanian and everything in the U.S. is in English. So, yeah, other than that, it was a complete change of environment for me that I did not expect. And you obviously are quite bright academically, but really talking about the language, was there a time in which you struggled freshman year? I wouldn't really say I struggled because I I was already speaking English really well or understanding it from tennis tournaments. But I think the only place where I kind of struggled was being far away from my family for such a long time. Usually I was just gone for a month at most. But it suddenly hit me in October that I was having a all these exams and they were next to me because at school every time I had exams my parents were there to cheer me on I had my sister always being there putting a smile on my face I had all my friends with me but then like when I was at Harvard I realized that when I had my exams my parents were usually asleep because of the time difference and they weren't there to cheer me on And that's kind of when it hit me. Talk about how you maintained your mental health during this transition from, obviously, from home in a different country to now Harvard. Um, I always try to make um, the best out of the situation I have at hand. And even if if it seems hard in the moment, I always know that things will get better. Even if there's stuff that brings me down, I try to take the good side and try to learn from it and just always keep moving forward. Let's shift onto the court for a minute at Harvard. How has your experience been on the team? Being on the team, I think is the greatest thing that happened to me. Because 
when I came freshman year, you're obviously alone. You don't know anyone, and you're trying to meet as many people, make friends, find your group. With the tennis team, it was like I already had my own family on campus that was always there to support me and be there for me and help me with whatever I needed. So I actually think that in the beginning, when a lot of freshmen struggle to find this group, find their balance, find their, you know, this feeling of belonging, I think I already came with it, and I didn't really need to go out of my way to find my. My group or my sense of belonging on campus. Well, that's really lovely. And coming into college after playing at such a high level in juniors, did you feel more or less pressure now representing the team? I think whenever I was in juniors, I was、uh, playing for my country, representing Romania, and it was definitely a more individual sport. Like I was still on a team on the Romanian team and. I was playing my matches, always trying to win. However, when I shifted to college tennis, I felt that it was no longer so like such an individual sport. I definitely felt as if it was more of a team sport because the college team at Harvard was one much bigger than the Romanian tennis team, and. I don't know how to describe it, but it felt more like a family, and we were all so much closer together that I didn't feel like I was playing an individual sport anymore. And it's no longer I'm doing the best for、uh, myself, for like advancing in the rankings, and for my country. It's quite a shift in perspective. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. But first, I wanted to ask you to take a moment to subscribe to the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go hit that subscribe or follow button. That way, you'll know when we put out the next episode. Thank you. Now back to the show. So, how has the team been socially? Do you feel like all of those girls support you when you're out there? Yes, definitely. I feel like we've been doing a really good job socially, even during this pandemic. Like this team has literally been like my family, and while we were on campus, we had events together. We usually have team dinners or we have team outings, and we're so close right now that we can just talk at any time. That's so lovely. And how about the thing that you're most afraid of on the court? Are you more scared of success or failure? That is a tough question. I don't really think about success and failure. I have a very,、uh, I would say, a simple approach to tennis. I play it because I really love the game, and I'm always very present in the moment. So, I try not to think about the score too much or what's going on. I always try to fo- focus on the next ball and just keeping one more ball in the court and the, making my opponent run more than me. Or just play because I enjoy it. And how would you describe your game style? Adaptable. I, I yeah, I usually like adapting. I like、uh, seeing what my opponent、uh, is playing and adapt to the situation during the match. And I also like experimenting. Like sometimes. Uh, I know my coaches would say that oh that wasn't probably the best decision to do 
at that certain score. And I was like, well, I felt like trying it, so why not go for it? Mm-hmm. Do you have any funny stories, any tweeners, any college tweeners? Oh, yes, I actually do have one. But that happened in, in junior tennis. So I was at the net, and my opponent lobbed over me. So I ran, and I tried to hit a tweener, but like, I'm not good at tweeners. So in the last moment, I decided that, wait, I don't want to hit a tweener. So I'm just going to like somehow scoop the ball and lift my racket over my shoulder and like kind of like in that motion, try to uh, hit the ball back. But when I lifted the racket up to my shoulder, I accidentally let go of the grip. And so the racket flew from my hand. And the speed at which it happened, somehow that racket flew over the fence. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I was in such a state of shock because I was running really fast. I didn't realize what I was doing. So I just wanted to hit the ball back on court. But I accidentally let go of my racket. And it went over the fence. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Even the referee was confused because I was up like, I think, 5-1, 40-15, a score like that. And he was like, why would you throw your racket over the fence? And I was like, I don't know what happened. That is so funny. I'm assuming that he knew it was accidental. It wasn't something I did on purpose, but people were like, how do you do that? <laughs> Even accidental. And where were you? What tournament? So it was a tournament in Romania, in Medias. It was a, it was an ITF. That is so funny. Well, could we just hop back to juniors for a second and talking about your relationship with the team, with the Romanian team? How was that? I think it was a great relationship. Uh, we knew each other since we were eight, nine years old. And we were constantly striving to get better and have better results. So it was a real competition in between us. And I remember that at one point we were all playing like at such a high level. But when we would gather at team events, our mindset shifted and we're like, we would do everything to prove that Romania is one of the best countries that's playing tennis out there and that people should really know our name and respect us. I love that. And really shifting to the idea of after college, do you have any ideas of what you want to do with your tennis? I was very sure about what I was going to do my freshman year in college. And then we got hit by a pandemic all of a sudden. And some of my goals obviously shifted. Some of the things that I believed in first year changed and now looking back I have some different goals so I don't know what the future will bring and I'm sure that I I will change what I want probably a lot so well you're going to be a junior so you have time <laughs> you have time <laughs> and it's very interesting because I feel like at this at this point that you're at I feel like it's very exciting because now you're going into a leadership role on the team as an upperclassman and so could you just talk about that I honestly feel like a third-year freshman, <laughs> so I I don't really feel like an actual upperclassman. I do know that I have a bit more experience, and I would like to share that with the upcoming freshmen and even sophomores that were on campus. So I 
want to help them out and guide them with the team. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. But I'm also excited to see how the team dynamic is going to be now, because I honestly only experienced one semester, and I didn't experience the full year. So I still feel like, as I said, like like a third year freshman. Well, I'm sure you're not alone because with this pandemic and the timing of of your year, it's just been so strange. So I I mean I feel like you will have a great experience, and I hope that I hope that things are close to normal at least, so you can compete this year. Thank you. I hope so too. And as we you know kind of look to wrap up here, could you talk a little bit about the other coaches that recruited you because you were playing the Junior Grand Slam, so it couldn't have just been Harvard that was recruiting you. Oh, about that. Uh, I think one of the best experiences I had while I was being recruited was I was playing a match at the Orange Bowl, and it was a very long match. I remember starting around 3 p.m. and finishing around 7 p.m. So <laughs> I'm used to playing long matches. So <laughs> this is quite the norm for me. But I remember as the match progressed, more and more coaches from different universities would come to look at us playing. And I think it was one of the matches in which I played the best tennis I had. Because I was seeing all these coaches coming to look at me and actually, like, they were taking notes. They were really interested in how I was playing. And I kind of, like, never experienced that feeling before. Like, it's usually fans and they cheer and stuff. It's not people that look at you and take notes and then they message you like I never experienced that so I remember after the match uh the next day I looked at my email and I saw so many emails I was shocked I was like wow is this even real like all these coaches that uh were there the other night and watched a four hour long match texted me literally the day after they were all so eager to recruit me and present their offers. So as an international, I had no idea what to expect. And I remember the first thing I did was call my dad and be like, have you seen how many emails I received? Like, let me send you some screenshots. That's unbelievable. Well, to be honest, the recruiting process does not work that way for everyone. <laughs> but that's really incredible. And that must have been so exciting for you. It was. Wow. Did you end up following through with a lot of those emails and taking visits? Or were you pretty sure that Harvard was the place? Yes, I actually uh, responded to all the emails. And I talked with all the coaches. So there was not a single one that I didn't open or ignore. I I took them all seriously and treated them the exact same way. Well, that's very admirable and, and a very nice approach. And so moving forward, could you share your goals coming back to Harvard for this fall? I am very excited to start playing tournaments again. I haven't played a match in so long and I really miss, you know, playing not having to think so much about like what's it going to be. I just want to be in the moment and focus on the next ball and 
really just enjoy being on the court. Cool. And what are you majoring in for those of us who don't know? I am currently majoring in economics.、Uh, and I'm also pursuing two language citations in Spanish and Italian. So, how many languages at the end of Harvard will you be able to speak then? Five. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is really, really cool. And what is your internship right now?、Uh, right now, I am a summer intern for Deloitte. In、uh, Central Europe, and I am working in person at the Bucharest office. And what skills do you think you've used from your tennis career now into this internship? I think it's definitely being a team player and caring a lot about the team, collaborating a lot, making decisions only when everyone agrees. And yeah, just talking. With the people and having fun with them and treating them as not as your bosses or coworkers. I think of them as my friends. And I think that's the approach I have with everyone. I think I feel I always try to make someone my friend rather than think of them as the name of the position they have. Well, that's lovely. And I'm sure that they feel very excited to have you on the team as well. My name is Mihaela Marfulescu, and I'm on the rise. This has been an episode of On the Rise, a tennis channel podcast in partnership with Behind the Racket and produced by Molly Schulson. Join us next time to continue our conversation about women's college tennis. This is Perry Shinen on the rise. <laughs>